My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. I can't believe they have to act like that. Why do they have to be so gay? Oh my gosh, she's such a queen. Well, you know... Just because you're gay, just because you're gay doesn't mean you have to go to the gay bars. doesn't mean you have to go to pride. doesn't mean you have to dance half naked in the streets. If you're listening to what I just said and you've ever had those thoughts, you might be internalizing some of your own homophobia. Hey guys, I'm Rick Clemens, the host of 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk. And guess what, boys? Today we are going to talk about, or I'm going to talk to you about a scary little subject that we all have dealt with. It's called internalized homophobia. And I know you probably heard this, and maybe you're like, I don't need to tune into this. I'm good. I used to think that too. And then every once in a while, I catch myself with my like pants down around my ankles and not in a fun way about being homophobic. I used to like look at other guys and go, really, can you just, do you have to be so damn gay? Or, oh my God, this sister's a perpetual indulgence. I do not get them. Why do they have to do this? And I even used to be like, I don't get the leather community. It's like, can you just be normal? I was internalizing my own homophobia. And one day a friend of mine called me out on this and said, you're so full of shit, Rick. You say you're really this evolved person and you you really love the gay community and you're supportive. He goes, every time somebody in the leather community comes around, I see kind of like flinch. I'm like, no, I don't. He goes, yes, you do. He goes, because there's something about people in the leather community that suddenly like, Ooh, it's such a weird subculture of the gay community. They can't really be gay. And then he said, and I remember when we were working together at a men's retreat and there were a lot of leather guys there. And I remember the first time one of those guys saying, yeah, I'm really super spiritual. And I saw you kind of like draw back. And yes, he had caught me in my own crap right then and there. Because there's this interesting thing that I had in my head about you cannot be gay. You cannot be into leather. You can't be gay and into leather and still be spiritual. Boy, was I in for some weird stuff. But what I uncovered in that whole experience was the fact that I was equating you had to be this to be that. It's like its own weird religion, so to speak. It's like, in order to be saved, you have to be this religion. In order to do this and to get into heaven, you have to do this. In order to be thin and thin, you have to like starve yourself to death. But in my mind, in order to be gay, you had to be this, this, or this. And I'm really glad my friend called me out on this because it got me thinking at a very deep level about what does my version of internalized homophobia look like? And in order to get there, I had to go back. And I'm encouraging you if you've had these feelings at times. And it comes up with people who are like, oh my gosh, I, I, 
people who are in open relationships in the gay community, they give us such a bad name. Or people who want to are gay or lesbian and they want to have children. Oh my God, they're just trying to be so heterosexual. All of these things are internalized homophobias in different ways. So I'm going to invite you to do what I had to do. I went back to some of the first instances in my mind that I remember hearing people say, oh yeah, well, that's what gay people do. And I started truly unpacking it. I know that sounds very clinical and therapeutic, but I'm going to use that terminology. I started unpacking those feelings and how I showed up around that stuff because I needed to. I needed to have those conversations with myself to go, this is your bullshit, Rick. It's nobody else's. And the more I unpacked it, the more I started to realize, okay, that experience I needed to have a conversation with. I needed to hold in my own hands. I needed to like literally record what my homophobic feelings were. What does it look like to me? What it, what is that was the button that gets pushed? How does that feel when I like say that stuff about somebody else in my own community? Because here's what I learned and what I continue to learn because I'm not going to lie to y'all. Mm, there are times I still pull this crap on myself. And then I'm looking at somebody in our community and I'm like, really? Wow, that's your own internalized homophobia showing up. So what I've learned to do is like when those little things come up, I first ask myself, how does that make me feel? And what does it stir up for me? So when somebody says I'm into leather, but I'm really spiritual. Oh, I remember all the people in my life who said, you can't be godly and be gay which I don't believe anymore at all, not at all. You can be godly and gay. But what I learned by doing that introspection and like diving into what it makes me feel and how that looks like in my own mind for me is one of three things were completely present and sometimes all three. But one of three things is typically present when we have these feelings of internalized homophobia even as 40 plus gay men. And if any of you bitches try to tell me, oh, I never do that. Okay, I don't know you, but I'm going to say you probably still do it and you don't realize it. But what causes it is there's a little gremlin voice that whispers in your ear, oh, but that means you're not good enough. And as soon as that gremlin voice is playing loud enough and telling you you're not good enough, you can't be that, oh my gosh, there's such a, a shame to the community, whatever it is, think about how that gremlin voice is actually what is causing you to have those internalized homophobic feelings. The second one is the little assumption monster. Yes, the little assumption monster that plays out really big too. A little bit different than a gremlin. Gremlin says you're not good enough. The assumption monster says, if this happens, then this will happen. Because something's happened in the past, it's going to happen again. So if you assume that if you like let somebody into your world that's a little bit too gay, that something bad's going to happen, that's on you. It is not on them. And I hate to say it, there is no such thing as being too gay. And it's really hard for me to say those words because I'm like, can you just quit being so fucking gay? I have said that in my past life. Now I'm like, Rick, that's your stuff. And if that shows up, I'm assuming that if I'm with somebody who's acting really, really gay, 
that somebody else is going to assume that I'm really, really gay that way too. And then I'm going to feel embarrassed and I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm assuming because that's happening, I'm going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to be embarrassed and that somebody's not going to like me. The assumption monster is playing out big time, big time, big time. The third thing that might be happening that's causing your internalized homophobia is you hear something said and you interpret, yes, you interpret it to be true for you. Think about that one. Homosexuals all just, they just spread disease. Oh, well, then I interpret that because I'm gay. Oh, my, I'm gay that I'm going to spread disease. I interpret because all gay men really like to just sleep around, sleep around, sleep around. That that means that's what I'm going to do. You're going to interpret something that somebody else said. So when the internalized homophobia starts to show up, most of the time you can put it in one of those three buckets. Either your gremlin's playing full out telling you you're no good. You're assuming that something's going to happen because it's happened in the past. Or you interpret because this is the box that they put all gay men in, that that's the box you're going to play in as well. So the question then becomes, guys, how do you break this habit? You beat the shit out of it. I'm kidding. Well, I'm not really kidding. That's kind of what you do. You beat the shit out of the habit that causes you to have these internalized homophobic feelings. But how do you beat the shit out of it? Well, you get very clear on what you'd rather experience or what it would look like not to have those feelings or those experiences in your life. And when I say get clear, like literally sit down and write down, if I reacted differently, if I didn't have that feeling, if I showed up in a different way in those conversations, how would it look differently? Because then once you know how it would look differently, We can work on, okay, so how do you combat that? Which the second part of that is, what's the small step you can start taking? So the small step I could start taking about the leather community is, hey, it's just something that they like. They like leather. Now, there's certain times I like leather too, but I'm not strapping on a leather harness or any of that stuff. That's not my thing. I I, There's sometimes, hey, I like watching leather porn. Not my go-to, but hey, every once in a while, it's like, oh, that sounds like a little bit of fun. But what I learned is to accept the leather community as they were. They're just guys. They're just the thing that turns them on, just like there's certain things that turns me on. There's certain ways they like being in the world. But that didn't mean they couldn't also be spiritual. In fact, that didn't mean they couldn't be doctors. That didn't mean they couldn't be parents. That didn't mean they couldn't be Christians if that's their thing. (laughs) Because, boy, that was a big one for me to, like, get past when one guy that I knew was like, oh, yeah, I'm a total leather daddy. Oh, but I got to go to church because I'm a full-blown Christian. I'm like, that fucked me over big time. But that was my stuff, not his. So to get past that small step, I had to get a really clear picture of what it meant for me to, like, accept the leather community what it meant for me to see spirituality in a whole different way, what it meant for me to see religion in a whole different way, because it's not mine to judge. But by getting really clear on how I see my own homophobia or my own internalized views of our LGBTQ community, got really clear on how I'd rather be and 
by that rather be than what's the small step I could start to take to fix it. Then I started fixing it. And I know this is going to sound like, oh my gosh, you really, you want me to do this, Rick? Only if it fits for you. I started getting some support and some help with this. Now, I didn't go rushing off to a therapist or a coach. I'm not knocking either one of them because, hey, I'm a coach. And if you wanted to do that, I'd be glad to help you with this. I just started talking to people and saying, hey, okay, I'm going to be really vulnerable right now. And I'm going to share something that makes me feel kind of like a schmuck. I got so much beautiful support, amazing conversations, insights, and sometimes some quick, some really quick kicks in the ass, like those swift kicks in the ass, like get over a boyfriend. And as I got all of that pulled together, the thing that I learned was I was okay and they were okay. I wasn't okay to be homophobic, but as okay to start working through this and figuring out how do I want to be with this? So if you're struggling, you find yourself actually even being homophobic towards yourself, take a little bit of time, write down what you feel about those homophobic feelings, how you feel, the things you say, how you talk to yourself, do a little bit of a, you know, an analysis. Is this a gremlin telling you you're not good enough? Is it something from the past that you assume that it, it, when you've addressed this before, the same result's going to happen? If you hear something and you interpret it to be true for you, kind of look at those things, but then get really clear on what you'd rather feel. And once you know you'd rather feel and how you'd rather show up, take one small step and don't try to do this with every internalized homophobic feeling you may have. Do one at a time. And then suddenly, once you've done a couple of them, maybe you're going to add a couple more. Suddenly, you're going to start really catching yourself doing this stuff and hug up on yourself and say, I still love you, man. I still love you even when you're like being an internalized homophobic asswipe. Hug up on yourself and say, I still love you, man, even when you're being an internalized homophobic asswipe because I know you're working on it and I know you're going to be great when you get on the other side of this. In fact, just love yourself. That's one of the best ways to start this whole process is love you. So I hope somewhere along the way this has helped somebody who may be struggling with this. It usually shows up with guys that are newly out of the closet, but it also shows up with some of us who've been out for quite a few years and something strikes and boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. I know I shouldn't sing, but there it is. And if you'd really like to work on this, hey, you know how to get a hold of me, rickclemens.com. We can chat about this. Or maybe you just need to come and show up to one of our chats. We do these monthly chats on Monday nights. First Monday night of the month is always the 40 plus one. We do another one for guys that are just coming out. It's the third Monday night of the month, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can find them both at rickclemens.com on the chats and come check us out. Come join us. We talk about great stuff there. But most of all, if you're struggling with internalized homophobia, turn the love on yourself and say, hey, I know I can fix this. I know I want to be different. And step into doing the thing that you most want to do to change. But most of all, don't make any excuses. Face those fears about doing it. And unapologetically go after changing what it means to be an internalized homophobic jerk. And start being a homophobic plus sign. And what do I mean by a homophobic plus sign? 
take that negative energy and turn it into positive energy. I know you can do it. I've done it. I'm not perfect still, but I've done it. I've come around huge corners on this stuff and I'd love to see what you can do. So that's it, guys. We're done. I'm saying adios. Love you. Go out there. No excuses, no fears, no apologies, and turn your homophobic self around. And we'll be back with another episode of 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk in just another week. Take care. Hope you have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. That's a wrap for 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Gay Men Gay Talk, where the conversations continue.